the Shattered Order Podcast. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. Hey, we don't serve their kind here. With your hosts, Good night, punk. Doesn't like you. And Rim Killer Inc. I don't like you either. Just watch yourself. We'll want it men. I have the death sentence on 12 systems. I'll be careful. You'll be dead! Galaxy of Heroes is going to the dark side. Krennic? Death Troopers? More? We'll talk about the updates handed out this week now that the devs are back from vacation and answer a listener email. Hello and welcome to the 29th episode of the Shatterer Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and half here with me is my good friend, Wink. What's up, Wink? Oh, not a lot. Just hiding under the weather. We- uh, hiding under the weather a little bit. What about you? you know, <laughs> I'm hanging out with the weather here. It's, <laughs> I can hear the uh, rain beating against my window right here, and I love it. Ooh, that sounds nice. So, love yeah. the rain. Got the heater blasting, nice and warm, toasty sitting in here listening to the rain. It's nice. Heck yeah. Don't sound too bad. Nah. So, you got a big weekend coming up, huh? Yeah, very, very exciting. I very, can't believe they're there, to be honest. No, I know. I'm glad they're there because uh, I guess our listeners don't know, but that was part of the reason why we didn't get recording out last week because I went down to Dallas for the game and was out of town when we normally record. So that was a lot of fun to be there. I'll say, how's that stadium? I always wanted to go there. I hear that screen is ridiculously massive. Yeah, it, it's pretty awesome. That was actually my second time there. And, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. The screen's pretty, it's pretty insane, to say the least. <laughs> That's cool. I figure when I retire, I want to do, like, a, a stadium tour once all the kids are out of this house. That's That'd a good awesome. idea. Me and uh, Kara, the girl that does our outro uh we've been going to a packers game every season since 2011 and this is going to be our first year not to go and then when we found out they were going to be playing in dallas we're like well we got to go to that so yeah for sure man playoffs too perfect yep. and they won and what it a was a hell setup. of a game oh man those last two minutes like, were crazy yeah for sure that was nuts speaking of crazy Finally, the uh, the game updates have been crazy this week, right? Dude, got some pretty exciting stuff that I don't think any of us were expecting. No, not at all. Like a lot of us would had hoped this would happen, some of the things we we're going to talk about, but I did not see it happening. But here we are. So we'll start with the less exciting news, but uh, important to some nonetheless. I'm kind of curious... What if you are on the same thinking of me with this? So they updated the shipments. 
They added droid colors, fusion furnaces, Nubian security scanners, and Nubian design tech. Now, in my estimation, isn't that the four pieces of raid gear? Yes. So what was in there before? No raid gear? I don't think there was. I remember there uh, a furnace and design tech, maybe. I think those, I, I sat on a bunch of crystals for a while waiting for one to come up and never seen one. And I started mm-hmm. thinking, you know, maybe they're just not in shipments. And then this update came out, and I think that was the deal. I just don't, they weren't in the shipments at all. <laughs> waiting for something that won't show up. So now I'm curious if, like, stun cuffs are going to disappear or, like, what things are going to disappear. Because oh, they don't put no, that in there. No, you can't get rid of stun cuffs. <laughs> That'd be wrong. Right. I would much rather I know they're expensive but after farming like three or four of them you get to the point where you're like okay I just want to buy the next one and then I'll start farming them again well I think based on drop rates on the math of it and everything if you're spending more than 50 crystals on refreshes I I think it's basically the same price if not cheaper to buy them so I've gotten to where that's what I'll do if I'm farming something I may do the 50 crystal refresh otherwise I'm, you know, I'm just going to buy them from the store. Yeah. Makes sense. It's nice to have those things in there. I've been buying a lot of uh, the little 300 crystal discs, the Mark Threes. I hate those damn things. <laughs> everyone needs them. Oh, everyone needs a ton of them, and they only have 300 crystals, so every time I see one, I buy it. Like, all right, that'll save me some time. You know what bothers me about those more than anything? What's that? Is that's such a small part of building a furnace. And yet right. a furnace is 1,400 crystals, and that damn thing's 300. It's like, well, you know, a little bit more, and I'd have a furnace. And then yeah, for sure. syringes are 1,400 anyways. Yeah, drives me crazy. Yeah, that's, that's pretty ridiculous. Don't ever make that mistake. All right, I bought the syringes. I had the Mark Threes. I could have just bought a furnace. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, the other thing they did was added some of the newer characters to the shipments. So I was so you know, excited when I first read this. Like I was <laughs> euphoric, and I was talking about in Discord how I couldn't wait to see what shipments they were going to, and then you just shot my dreams out of the sky. <laughs> like Duck Hunt, man. I saw you up there. <laughs> Shot it down. Yep, exactly. I I would have liked the other way, but half of these guys, half of them that were added to the regular shipments are in shipments already. That kind of what clued me off. But it is, at least for those people trying to farm like Baze and Shore Trooper, those are the two most notable ones, in my opinion, that went in there. They'll be happy to see those. Yeah. And then on top of that, the they now sell eight shards at six hundred forty crystals instead of or on top of the three twenty for four and the one hundred for two or three or whatever it is. Yeah. So not too bad. The only ones I've seen for that are Bays and Short Trooper, but there might be more. Have you seen any others? I have, but I don't remember which ones. Come <laughs> on, Guard. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite. 
Yes. Love them. Yep. That's more bug fixes for Bayes and Kenobi. Nothing really too exciting. If you have one of those two, go check out the uh, January 17th update and they fixed a couple of things. So hopefully Bayes will be a little less annoying with his turn meter gain because one of them was a bug where he was getting double turn meter whenever he an enemy gained foresight. So that could get real obnoxious. Yeah, I'd never noticed that. And I'm, you know, I use TIE Fighter Pilot in my arena right now and go against a lot of base teams, and I'd never really noticed that. But then again, maybe that's part of the reason why I hate base. Yeah, maybe it'll be just a teensy bit easier now. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I feel like this Kenobi thing kind of, I just buffed him more. Uh, I assume uh, deflection, which is what they added when he does his intuitive strike. Uh, I assume that is basically dodge for special damage. Is that correct? Sounds right. I can't really. What's when you resist a debuff, what's that called? Uh, resisting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Don't I feel dumb? Okay, never mind. Maybe it is special. I know I've seen it a bunch. I don't know. Just put that in the uh, in the notes. Remember to sound sound cap that. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but it's definitely dodge and deflection now, as opposed to just the dodge it was before. So yeah, whatever it's deflecting, it'll help. So that is kind of a buff. That's nice. Cool. Well, nice for us that are going to have him or have him. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There are two people in my arena with him, and I hate him. (laughs) If they listen, they're like, all right, he's doing his job. Yeah, pretty much. I I talk to those guys on the forums, and they they come up with some creative teams. Of course, they got Zetas now. I'm getting close, though. Getting there. Yep. He'll be there eventually. I'm hoping by our next podcast I'll have a Zeta. A Zeta or someone to Zeta? Well, like a crap, be able to craft a Zeta. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So you are farming them now. You just mean you'll have 20 by then. Yep. We are on farm status officially. Sweet. Well, we'll have to uh, find out what your choice was then. We will. Cool. Now to the new stuff, which is pretty sweet. So, well, the idea is pretty sweet. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to complete this first one, but there's a new assault battle called Ground War. And uh, as normal, it's player 75 and above. And it's going to run for the first time in February and return periodically, like all the other assault battles seem to be doing now. And... This kind of interests me, but earn shards for Separatist characters. So your Geonosians, Count Dooku, IG-100, Asajj, Newt Gunray, B2, and uh, yeah. So you earn Separatists for this one as opposed to one's Empire and one is Ewok shards, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's These right. These are two at least? Yeah. So it's a Separatist one. And 
requires a this is the this is the weird part to me this is why i'm not sure if i'll be able to complete it requires a combo of ugnot resistance and ewok characters i don't i don't have ugnot i don't have ewoks and i don't think i have five resistance so this is going to be interesting but it never told us how many characters you have to have so i assume it's probably a full team of five but yeah, I think the old one was, what, three? Or now I'm thinking of droids fight back. Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess we will see in the beginning of February, but... Uh, military Might's an assault battle, right? Yes. Because that was five characters. Oh, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> combo five, Ugnot, Resistance, or Ewok characters... New achievement, 10 Vader shards, which I can happily say now will all go to the shard shop for me if I were to beat it. Did you ever get your Vader up? Congratulations. Yeah. The long farm is over. Very nice. Yeah, I'm still... Cl you close? You get it? I'm still at 75 out of 100. I've, I mean, there's 10 easy shards that I could get by completing a few challenges, but I just haven't got around to it yet. Not using them, so yeah. Not worry and about I it. hadn't. I say I hadn't finished Empire Assault the last time, so I got those ten pretty much oh, pushed me up right. to ninety-eight, and then I bought some shard shop ones to finish it off. So cool, worked out pretty well. But there was a Reddit post from Casket Casebe. That name is so hard to say sometimes. Cap Gasp about the event that he also put on the forums. Two tiers, like the last Empire Assault, and how Ewok Assault's going to be. So you got your normal and your hard. Eight sequential battles, just like the other two. Rewards, several shards, credits, and gear. And when I was looking at the schedule, they put out a new schedule too, which we'll go out over. But when I was looking at the schedule, the other Assault battles didn't reward gear. So it's kind of cool that they added that into this one. So I'm wondering, will it be the normal purple ones like you get from, like, let's say, the last tier of training droids? Or yeah. if that's expanded any, I wonder. I, I would think it'll be something like training droids or the prize boxes, but who knows? Uh, something yeah. I just thought about. Yeah, every little bit helps. Um, if you don't have Ewok Elder, he's probably going to be a superstar for this event. So... He might not be a bad guy to start working on if this is an event that you have much interest in beating. Yeah, definitely. And it won't hurt either because he's really good in the Rancor raid and several other places. So, yep. Definitely something. Grab him out of your guild shipments. Let's see. Attempts not shared between tiers like Droids Fights Back was. So, just like the other assault battles. And here's the cool thing, an interesting new mechanic for this assault battle. It's called Stand Aside. And this is interesting, right? So it drains 100% turn meter from all your allies. So all your allies lose all their turn meter, but he gains it again, the person you're using this on. So basically you use this to gain a bunch of buffs, and you gain turn meter to go again sucking it from everyone else. You get speed up, offense up, and potency plus 100 for two turns. 
but you also gain evasion down for three turns. So it's kind of a risk-reward thing with that, but should definitely buff your guy up if you've got someone strong you want to be the one doing the damage, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. So the only thing I don't see there probably. is, like, gaining health. So. Yeah, that's this looks like this one definitely doesn't, isn't a oh shit button like the other ones. Yeah. So and that you're going to have to pick and choose exactly where you use this. And that might be one of those things that you might want to use on your slowest character more often, you know, when everyone else has less turn meter. That way it, you know, hurts you less, if possible. Yeah, try to find the best moment to use it rather than setting yourself back. Yep. I don't know, be interesting. I think it's cool that with these assault battles, they usually have a their own little skill ability button in there. It's nice to have a new little mechanic to try to play with. Yeah, I agree. So. I like those battles. They're a lot of fun. Hopefully this lasts more than two days like the military might did, though. Yeah. I think there's a date down below in the schedule. I'll have to figure that out when we get there. Okay. I can't remember off the top of my head, but... But now, for the real meat of this post, and I save this for last because... This is pretty cool. So, there's a new special operations event. And this is exactly what it said. Earn shards. I love shards. For Director Krennic and Death Trooper while learning how their skills work during the exclusive limited time event. So, A, hell yeah, Director Krennic and Death Trooper at the same time. That's pretty sweet. I'm pretty stoked for that. That makes me think that there's going to be a lot of synergy there. Doesn't it make you think of like a, um, like a, a bromance, like a, like a cheroot or wigs? I need, type deal? I need to get like some, some bromance music to play every time we talk about like bays and chariot wigs. <laughs> All Death these new bromances they're putting in. Yeah, just have light bromance music in the background. Yeah. Well, I was trying to think of that uh, old uh, the old dating show just put the uh, the theme song in there in the background mm, not sure what you're referring to I'm not going to try to think about it too long <laughs> no, get back to you next week the uh, but the other cool thing here in question it makes me wonder what that means, but it says exclusive limited time event. Last time they said exclusive was K2SO, but we're going to get to this later, but I'm just going to say it now so no one's wondering. This is iOS and Android, like not platform specific. So I'm curious if the exclusive is more like like a Yoda fat or yoda emperor exclusive or what exactly makes this so exclusive you know yeah well i'm, I'm glad to hear you say that it's not um android exclusive because i really don't want to pay for a flight to go to ea's campus and bang on their doors and throw a fit <laughs> quote unquote peaceful protest <laughs> yes yeah peaceful protest <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm glad it is 
for everyone, and we are getting shards. The question just becomes: Is it a seven, two seven stars, which I highly doubt, or what happens to these two after this event? You know, we were talking about this in guild chat, and I had said my most likely thought on what happens is one of them goes to a cantina node, and the other goes to chromium. So one's an easy farm, and you really want the other one, but yeah, I don't know. But we really don't know, and we just have to wait and see. So, my guess is these two will be just like Shore Trooper and um, Bays and Chariot, and that they're quite usable at four star. I'm hoping so. That would be real cool, especially since they've moved to the darker side and more synergy for Empire rather than just a bunch of rebels. So, yeah. Two-week-long operation happens in four phases. So there are a couple days each, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunder. Sunder? <laughs> a Sunder. One's tw- January 26th and 27th, so next fr- Thursday and Friday is event one. Next Saturday and Sunday, so not tomorrow when we're recording this, but the 28th and 29th is event two. Then the next week on Thursday and Friday, so this February 2nd and 3rd is event three. And event four is that Saturday and Sunday, the 4th and the 5th. So two-day events, four of them, over the course of two weeks. So you'll want to make sure that you hit up every one of those events to make sure you maximize the shards you're getting, whether it's to unlock or seven-star or whatever it is we're getting. So mark your calendar. Cool. I don't think I will be anywhere those days. So thankfully... I will have be able to do that. Yep. The only date that stands out to me is Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, that's true. So get it that's done the before last the game. Day yep. For the game and before you're too drunk to do it. <laughs> or maybe I'm just speaking for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be noon for me, so. <laughs> yeah. Do it right when you wake up. <laughs> so this yep. event unlocks at player level 20. So anyone that's, that's cool. been playing for a while should be able to get it unlocked. Anyone's and this is the part longer than two days. Right. That first 20 levels is real quick. You could start a alt account right now and probably get director Krennic and uh death trooper on it, depending on how it goes. Yep. So this got some super good advice for this next part about this event. Kind of just in my head and what's, uh, how it's going but the idea of this event is no, there's no unit ex- restrictions so you can bring any squad you want in there but the idea is they want to let you use these characters with your own characters to see how they work and how they might work in your squad which is another reason why i think that one will be pay and one will be free so that they're giving you a sneak peek so you might want to buy it as opposed to just like geonosian spy throwing it out there and Everyone buys it and hates it. So, yeah. But, you know, when you use a ally character, you get their leader ability, right? But on yeah. top of that, you get your own leader ability. So you kind of double up leader abilities, which never happens in the arena or any of that stuff. So yeah. if you're having a hard time beating it, don't do this. But if you're not, the best idea you can do to kind of see how that synergy works for you and your team, put one of your guys in that doesn't have a leader ability. So the only leader ability you're getting is the new characters. 
and see how that plays out. Because you're really not going to get a full idea of how the team works if you're using two of your abilities, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think that's why they did. That's kind of what Capgas said on Reddit was that the idea is that you use them with your team to see how they work. So to get the best idea of how the he works in your team as a leader, if either of them has a leader, that's probably your best bet. So cool. Some advice. More information will be. De- this is the part that I don't didn't know what this means. More information will be detailed in an upcoming upcoming in-game newsletter on 125. Is it talking about the little pop-ups? Uh, yeah, I believe so. So it just doesn't seem like you ever get much information for those, so I'm just confused. I was like, I was hoping that uh, he meant on a game na- newsletter on the 25th and maybe we're getting weekly reports back, but... Well, that... Uh... That newsletter on Barris was quite extensive this week. Oh, man, that was a wall of text. Yeah. And it was all jumbled together, too. It's hard to read. Yeah. But like we talked about before, people that don't go to the forums, I'm sure they glad, they're glad they glad they got to read that. So yeah, for sure. Last, this is the last sentence they, or two sentences they put. I guess there's three sentences, whatever. This is the last paragraph that was in the update. But it's pretty exciting. So recently, we've been focusing on rebels and light side characters. This February, things are changing. Get ready for the dark side. I am excited for the dark side. So am I. Sounds super exciting. Right? They got some a lot of characters that we could see put in here. And... Uh, Cozy Spoon hinted on the forums also that it does not just refer to Krennic and Death Trooper. So the idea is that it doesn't stop with them in their event. There's going to be more throughout the month. So that would be cool. Very exciting. Should be a good month then. Yeah, if I did, if I had to venture my best guess, I would think that Imbo finally gets released. That's a good one. Uh, was there anyone else that you can think of from Rogue One that you could uh, likely see being thrown in here? Dark side wise, yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, like I can think of obscure characters like Tank Stormtrooper. You know how those guys were cool looking, but I don't see how they work in the game really. Yeah. So other named characters, I don't really even. Know that there were many besides Vader, Tarkin, Krennic. I think those were the main three. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And I really don't think adding a new Vader would work. You know, that's not going to happen. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I would hope not. So, yep, that's that. But I'm excited for Dark Side. Gives plenty to talk about too. Yep. Really hoping. Well, what is the first day this next week? So hopefully next podcast they'll have already put in Krennic and Death Trooper, and we can go over those two new characters because that event will start next Thursday. Oh, so that's all. That is. That'll be right before our next podcast, so we can go over those two dudes. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Definitely. Well. 
There was another update two days after that. Not really an update, but a bug fix, but kind of a big bug fix. I never got to fight her this way, and I'm glad I didn't, but they fixed the Zeta bug for Barris that everyone was kind of trying to figure out if it was a bug or working as intended. But her healing from crits, whenever one of your guys got crit, she would heal 20% of their health. That was persisting through her death, so even after she died, it would still happen. Well, they fixed that now, so it's gone, which right. should make fighting her teams much more tolerable. Yeah, as long as you take her out, which is still no small feat because she has so much damn health. But yeah, I I ran back to back days. I ran into uh, uh, Zeta Barris team in Galactic War, and it was just a total pain in the neck. It. I mean, it's like because all my teams are basically set up for crit damage, and it was a nightmare trying to bleed those guys down and kill them. So half, right. the, half the time, whenever I hit them, if it crits, they gain more health than I'm taking. I'm like, ugh. It's frustrating. That yeah, that's rough. Healing immunity was huge. But very Yeah, definitely. That's another reason that... For a while there, people were talking about that's why, like, Sid under a Vader Zeta might be good. Or with Sid with a Zeta under a Vader Zeta might be good because he can throw that on there against those Barris teams. Along with all his Jedi, Jedi uh, anti-Jedi moves. But, yeah. yeah, that might still work until she's dead, but... There's a guy in my arena that had a Zeta Barris for a while, and then... Um, before they gave the Zeta back to everyone, even he had a Zeta Darth Maul as his leader. So his uh, oh, his Palpatine gains twenty percent turn meter right off the top. It is very annoying. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Can't believe people already have like two crafted well, also... Zetas out there. What's that? He already has two crafted Zetas. It's ridiculous. I heard about a guy that had, like, seven. And I thought to myself, is that even possible? Be getting Had to be getting first place in every arena day. every day since it came out. Yeah, that's insane. You know? It's nuts. But the, uh, the what they did was they, they fixed the bug and reverted everyone that had bought her Zeta and gave them back everything that's used to get the Zeta. Along with 500 crystals, kind of as a, yep, sorry that uh, we had to do this to you, but you can use these on her again if you want, or you can move elsewhere now that this is fixed. So I didn't realize that was pretty cool too. crystals. I didn't realize that either until I saw a few peoples in our guilds uh, took screenshots of their rewards or the mail that they got. So oh, that must be nice. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, enjoy those crystals. Mm-hmm. But you were talking about Galactic War with your bears on there. Did you do Galactic War after this bug fix went out yesterday? Oh, yes, I was going to bring that up. That was Dude. the most enjoyable seven minutes of my life. Right? I think mine might have been 11 or 12 since I did 24 of them, but 
Oh, yeah. I just did the one, but what I would literally just take Lando, remove everybody off the team, and hit auto. He would attack twice, and it'd be done. It was fantastic. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. For those that don't know, after Barris, after the Barris update went out and fixed everything for her, it broke Galactic War and made. You know how sometimes you get a 12th node that's easy? Every single node was easy. So I went through and cleared a Galactic War only because it drives me nuts all the time. So it was nice to just push those out of the way. But yep. yeah, broke it for a while. It was fixed this morning when I woke up. So it was a good chance Glad to I play catch up for people. Yeah, definitely. Because I usually have. I'm usually one behind, so I had the two, so I just caught back up, and now I'm caught up again. So, it's nice. But I just wanted to mention that because I thought it was pretty funny. Everyone complaining on the forums, I'm like, don't say anything. Let them figure it out themselves. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> right? But Well, we'll move on to our next section. Kind of... Uh, it came from Reddit, so we're going to keep calling it that because this week it wasn't just Cap Gasp. So we'll move on from uh, Cap Gasp says back to it came from Reddit. But the only other thing someone said, Conduit was on Reddit this week, just popping on to say hello and Happy New Year and letting everyone know that they're back. So hopefully we hear from Conduit a little more on Reddit. Cool. And that would be cool. And then we had Cap Gasp. So we got a few things from him. Some of them I already said, but keep it going. Someone asked about developer updates, updates, and Cap Gasp could only talk about events. He said there were a bunch coming soon. A few days later, we found out about Special Ops and New Ground War. So I don't know. He said that he mentioned those two events, but it sounds like there's even more coming. Very exciting. Hope so. Yeah, me too, because so far, these two, and depending on how the special ops thing goes with Krennic and and uh, Death Trooper, it'd be nice to see. I mean, we've talked about this before. When you open up that events tab and there's more than just like one or two and it's kind of full and you see what's coming up during the week and there's a bunch more than just your daily stuff, it's a nice feeling, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I'm hoping they just add a bunch more of those. And from the sound of it, he's been pretty busy since he got back. So two new events already announced. Hopefully we get some more. Yep. Let's see. A lot of people, myself included, oh, we already covered this, basically said people were worried about it being exclusive to one platform or the other. But it is not. So thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Although if it were iOS, I wouldn't complain. Just saying. <laughs> but then everyone on the other side would have. Someone also asked for the assault battles. Why Ugnot? I don't know if you caught that earlier, but it was kind of an odd throw in, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. I, it was rather <laughs> unusual. And, uh, you know, the dis- our notes description, kind of ex- or, you know, what Capcast said, basically explains it. Because um, that was my first thought, was that there's bound to be droids if Ugnat's involved. Yep. Pretty much he said, I saw there were a bunch of droids, and I threw Ugnot in as well. 
people are trying to put way too much logic into this though because you know how to award separatist shards mm-hmm. people are like Ugnot resistance and uh, Ewoks none of them ever fought the separatists like they keep they're just trying to use what they can you know that's a good point that's kind of interesting yeah uh you got to wonder who they would use and how it would differ from other events, though, you know, right? Because if you used clones, clones are used in a bunch of things. Jedis, Jedis are already used in a bunch of things. You know, who else could they use, really, that yeah. aren't exclusive to other events, you know? I think it's more of a trying to get as many things involved in things as possible as opposed to making canon sense. So, yeah, probably. Yeah, that would be my best guess. But seems logical. But the new assault battle, also he mentioned, it's got an updated table, which technically is not updated because they just made it for this event. But it will include the newer characters, unlike unlike the Empire Assault did. It didn't include Shore Trooper, but this one includes B two and Sun Fox, so that'll be good. And for the longest time, I couldn't find an answer to is Grievous part of these rewards because he's separatist, right? It took me looking through all the Twitter posts from CapGas and the forum posts, and finally I found it. But Grievous is not a reward for this event. So you're still only going to be able to get him from Shard Shop and Fleet Shipments. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, whatever. If I got him out of there, I would get like six shards, and I'd still need what? Yeah. <laughs> Seventy-four. That's a good point. So, whatever. It's still six closer. I know that, but I'm at zero, so six really doesn't help me. For those that do, I know you really don't like that comment, but <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm at. Yeah. Krennic and Death Trooper are both being introduced through this new event and this is my favorite part he said will not have tournaments so once they're done in this event they are not going to tournaments so thank you for that that gives me hope that maybe they will be you know seven star or something along those lines yeah for sure at least at the very least they're not you unlock it and the only and once again the only people that got it are the top two percent yeah so, or the people with the most ally coins, whatever. Whichever one comes first. I have an interesting theory. Um, I love theories. Hit me. So, you remember a while back, whenever their uh, economics person, you know, was talking about why it made more sense to do the increase the credits given out and everything. You know, like that was the part of the reason why they did the credit ice the way they did. Yeah. I remember that. I kind of wonder if the same thing is happening with characters. I wonder if, like, they're actually just making so much money on gear and crystals and, you know, I guess mainly just gear, that it's starting to make more sense to give us characters because they gave out K2SO. Mm-hmm. Um, you, most of the new characters that have come out you don't get by purchasing, you know, with actual money. And now this deal, it kind of sounds like it's going to be a deal that they're basically giving characters out. 
So maybe that's going to be a new trend in which, you know, they kind of start giving characters out a little bit more. But you still have the gear bottleneck, which is how they make their money. Yeah, could be. I guess a good way to uh, test the theories, look at how hard they are to gear once they do come out. You got a guy that needs five pieces of raid gear. There's a pretty good chance that at least a lot of at least 50 percent of people probably don't want to wait and buy those pieces, you know. So that makes sense. Not to mention they're making money off of ship uh, chromiums and all those types of things, too. So they've added a lot of places to gain revenue. They might be finding ways to make the players happy and still get them to pay that money to make them money, you know? Yep, for sure. Interesting theory. I guess we'll have to take a look at those characters next week and see what their gearing's like. So, someone also said, even if this event gives no shards, which it already said that it did, they were happy to have a try-before-you-buy system for the two characters and that they hope that trend continues. That's a good point. Right? So, unlike Geospy, you actually get to play with this guy before you buy him. And before I just completely obliterate Geospy like I've been so far this podcast, he might actually be someone to look into in the new meta. And people are going to call me crazy for that. But uh, have you seen his unique? Uh I had a while back. Is is it the the thing that removes all the buffs and debuffs? Is yeah, that... let me read it to you. Deal special deal physical damage to target enemy. If they have a positive status effect, dispel all status effects on Geonosian Spy and the target, and deal forty percent more damage for each effect dispelled. This attack cannot be evaded. So basically, you slam that on a Churret or Baze with all their buffs. Yep. That's going to suck 40% more damage for each of them mm-hmm. and can't be evaded. I'm just saying, worth looking into. For but. sure. I mean, that's part of the reason why uh, why Boba and Vader are so freaking good right now. Um, yeah. It's easy to. Because all those effects are just multipliers, basically. Yeah, like I mean, it's pretty easy to get thirty to forty thousand k critical hits with Boba, and mm-hmm. that's hard to beat. Oh well, yeah, definitely. You're not even getting that much from wigs and well, wigs. So yeah. that's why people are moving away from. Them. But Cap Capgas seemed to like. Okay, he seemed like he wanted to say something when that was mentioned about this and the shards and try before you buy. But all he said was, I don't know if I can talk about that. So I'm going to err on the side of caution and just stop there. So kind of curious what it was that he wanted to say there. Hmm. But here, what does it mean? I'm really curious to see where this special operations event, how it goes and what it leads to. Because if, we're about to get back into the new schedule. They announced a bunch of new events, but in all these new events leading to mid-February, you know what's completely missing off the whole schedule? What? Any tournament whatsoever. Hmm. So, 
I don't know if that means they're gone, but they're definitely not coming back for the next month. So that's interesting. I thought that was interesting. And then they got this new event coming out. So we'll see how those two things correlate. Cool. But moving into the new schedule, got a bunch of cool stuff coming up. The this weekend, so starting tomorrow, whenever today or yesterday, depending on when you listen to this podcast, but Omega Battles are starting tomorrow. So it's tomorrow, Rebels Clones, Sunday, Jedi Tuscan. Have all of those, so it should be good. And like we said, special operations are starting on January twenty sixth. So event one, January 26th and 27th, Thursday, Friday, event two, 28th and 29th, Saturday, Sunday, and then move forward another week, event three, February 2nd and 3rd, Thursday, Friday, event four, February 4th and 5th, Saturday, Sunday. So I'm excited for this. I'm kind of curious why they broke it up into four events, too. I'm wondering, like... I assume what the difference will be. I assume it's going to make a lot of sense whenever we actually see the event. Yeah, for sure. Because right now, four events just boggles the mind. Seems weird. But How was K2SO yeah. divided out? That one was seven tiers, I think. And you got to do each tier once a day. Every day for about 18 days or something like that. Okay. So. And then you got. Very different than this. You got various numbers of shards for completing each one. Yeah. So the top, the bonus tier and the top two tiers were four. And then it went to three for the next couple. And then two for like the last, the first couple. Gotcha. So. Okay escalated as you went through it but in the end doing every single one every day if you could complete the bonus tier got you to seven star could so. be something similar to that is kind of what i was thinking like uh you know maybe a couple tiers each day and various number of shards depending on how many of those you can complete and if you complete you know all four days of it mm-hmm. yeah and they had and the K2SO was refreshable. So even if you couldn't beat the bonus tier, if you planned your refreshes on certain tiers throughout the 18 days, you were still able to get a seven star just by refreshing and oh. getting those extra shards. So even if they did this in a way that you didn't get it just by doing the event, if they added refreshes, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a way through refreshes to get to that point. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So, I don't know, man. I'm excited. I'm glad we don't have to theory craft on this for two or three weeks. Find yeah. out next week. Yep, for sure. So. I didn't expect it to be that soon when he said, originally he said, you know, coming in February. I didn't expect it to actually start in January. Yeah, that was a pleasant surprise for sure. They're like, hey, and it starts in seven days. So, there you go. All righty. I will deal with that. So the next thing is starting on the 28th. So it starts the same day as the second event of the special ops, but it is another assault battle. It's not the new one. It's the forced moon one. So it's the one that rewards Ewoks and credits and uh, empire or droids are what you use to beat it. 
And that starts not tomorrow, but basically a week from now. That's Saturday. Which, surprisingly, is not that far away either. Yep. So, I think I do have... I have the droids now, and I have the Empire, so I'll be able to beat that one too, unlike I did the first time it was around. I was pretty stoked about that. Good deal. Yeah. At least I'll have two out of three, since the new one is not going to be... not going to be there for me. But... There are mega battles coming on that same weekend, and that will have Sith droids on Saturday and Night Sister Jawa on Sunday. So once again, I'll be able to beat both those. So that's good. Cool. But here's a question, and I'm curious: Will training droids stay on Tuesdays? Probably. The yeah. next question you're going to ask, the answer is definitely no. Right, it's a it's a man can dream because what I asked was credit heist has been Friday for three straight weeks. Coincidence or also static change? Please be static. Yeah, I hope so. That'll just make Fridays, you know, that much better. But like, yes, the weekend's coming, and so are credits. It'd be nice to actually get a response on this. You know, if they're gonna do something like that. Cause it would. It'd be nice to have some sort of consistency with those dang things. My original thought, once they announced the training droids for Tuesdays, was that maybe every other month, one or the other would be static. So let's say training droids were static in January, then maybe credit heist is static in February, and then back in March, training droids. I'm not sure I want that, because if they make Credit High static, it'll be, like, static every 13 days or something. Yeah. That would not be fun. No. I would hope it would be like the like the training droids are every week on the same day, but who knows. So the next thing after that, February 6th to 8th, droids fight back. So droids fighting for Jawa shards. We had that recently, and it wasn't too terribly exciting, but it was free stuff, so whatever. And to my opinion, it's doubtful any reward upgrade will happen, considering Capgas said it was right where they wanted it last time. So despite our own thoughts of what would make it better, I don't think uh, what we talked about on a few podcasts ago, I don't think any of that's happening. So, And I... We probably really don't do think my- about, uh, you know, like the new people that have started playing the game that hadn't experienced any of these. Um, so, you know, we're kind of disconnected from the newer players, I would think. So, Yeah, definitely. I had a better feel or idea for what they were going through when I started my B account, but that was months ago, and... That account's at 85 now with 25 seven stars at this point. So, oh wow, it's more disillusioned than uh, I'm still at the same point now than I was before I started it. So, <laughs> yeah, yep, cool. but oh, hopefully it works for them. I mean, I'm happy for the new guys to get new stuff because a lot of these events, for example, assault battles, are only for the upper tier, right? These only start at level 75, so good for them to get some stuff. Yep. 
But the new Ground War Assault Battle comes out on February 11th and 12th. So that's when you can expect to get your Separatist shards. And that's when you would need to have at least five of Ugnaught Resistance or Ewoks ready to go. Too soon for me, but we'll see. I'm sure there will be people in our guild that have these guys. So, yep. Interesting to see what they think about it. I really want to ask them how that special ability worked or if they even used it. That'll be interesting to me, especially if I'm not able to do it. Yeah. So, well, we got an email from one of our listeners a while back, probably about a week ago. It took me forever to get back to you. So I am sorry about that. I know I already said it, but I talked to him and I asked him, hey, if we can we read your email on the podcast and kind of answer your question? Because I think that what he's talking about here is something that a lot of guilds probably go through. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. This is something that I don't hear discussed much, so I think it's a good idea to kind of tackle it. Um, guild management's a huge deal. Um, you know, everybody on the forums, you always hear people talking about squad strategy and you know, how to beat stuff, but no one really talks about how to really manage your guild and keep everyone together, keep everyone happy, but also keep it, you know, fair. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's kind of an art form, really. And sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's easy, but it really, really boils down to is making decisions and sticking to them, you know? Yeah. So look, look at what his question. I'm going to read his email here real fast, and then we can talk about it. So he said, Our guild is at a point where we can clear the tank raid in less than a day. Heroic is an insane joke for us. We try every few weeks to say where we stand, but there is no hope given our current makeup of members. Rancor raids we clear in 20 minutes or less, no issues there. Our officers, I am one of them, really struggle with how to encourage better participation, more donating, etc., to make the guild stronger. We have lots of dead weight at the bottom with people who don't contribute or don't seem to be as invested as others are. Usually we end up with 23,000 to 25,000 raid tickets daily. Do you have any tips or suggestions on how we can better manage the guild? We want to keep it fun and so on, but at the same time, those at the top really want those sexy Kenobi shards. Also, we certainly don't want to turn into a dictatorship and mandate people must have a certain squad makeup for each phase. Anything you can suggest or help would be greatly appreciated. Best, Mike. So, Mike, I read your email, and as the guild leader of Shattered Order myself, there's a couple things that I think of right off the bat. And the first one is needing to have long-term goals for your guild, right? I think that one of the, the things that makes a guild flounder in obscurity or perhaps just complacency, I don't know if those are the right words, They, not to sound harsh or anything, but if you aren't striving for something, is the is, it's a lot harder to achieve something, right? So, you know, you get to a point, you want Kenobi shards, but are you doing anything to get there? And in my opinion, if you're not, you're not going to get there anytime soon until things start getting buffed, a level cap increases again, 
and by then you're already so far behind the curve on it, Kenobi might be out of the meta, you know what I mean? Yep, that's a good point. So. Well, and something regarding Kenobi, like, as a guild, next time you'll do Heroic, you really need to figure out where you stand. So, whenever we were sticking our toes in the water on the whole Heroic raid thing, we were basically doing it how we run the raid now anyway, but having everybody try to get 2% per phase and just kind of figuring out where the phase is that you have problems. So for our guild, phase one was never too bad. I think the first time we did it, it only took oh, 35 to 40 people to clear phase one. Um, Actually, sorry, it was a uh, 20. Six. Is that what it was? 26? Okay, so I must have thought. So 26 people. So we knew we were good there. Yep. Uh, And then phase two, droids. It's by far the easiest phase. We did it with substantially less people. Um, Of course, that's a phase everyone gets kind of excited about. Uh, But it does have quite a bit of health. So, like I said, the 2% have everybody kind of shoot for that goal, and if they can't get their 2%, you know, kind of just encourage people to start working on teams for that, because, um, and making sure you have the characters, I guess, is the biggest thing. Um, so on that, on that note, what you're saying, just to cover another point he said, he didn't want to turn into a dictatorship and mandate people to have certain squad makeups. There are certain teams that are better in certain phases, and it, that's just the way it is. Yep. But it's not so small that it's impossible to to be different. So in phase two, for example, most of the times people use a droid team and destroy it. But there are other teams like clone teams. If you have a Zeta on a Cody and a clone team, they can do just as much, if not more, than a droid team. It's like, it's just picking what you want to use, you know? Yep. But you do have to pick something that's good for that phase to be Yep, for sure. And once you figure out uh, where your bottleneck is, for us it was phase three. Phase three killed us. We couldn't get through it. Um, once you figure out what phase that is, and just kind of encourage people in your guild to work on that um, and let everybody know that it's a group effort. And you obviously don't need to put all your resources in it, but everybody should be putting some resources into getting there, you know, as a guild to do it for the guild. Um, I feel like that's pretty important. Uh, and so that's the biggest deal, just making sure that everybody's trying to get there. And uh, something else, just this part may be obvious or something. I don't know how your guild communicates, but make sure you have a good communication system. Like we use Discord and have several channels for announcements and our guild rules and everything. That is so useful and super important. And just having guild rules written out that people can go look at so that everybody kind of knows what's going on and where you're trying to get to. Exactly. It's a reference point. It can always be gone back to without an officer being around to explain. You know, it's just it's just there. Always there. 
everyone always knows what's going on and what what the guild's trying to do, you know? Yep. So that's what I say. That's my first goal is set your long-term goal. Like, what do you want to be? Do you want to be a heroic Rancor guild that just does regular tank? If you do, that's fine. I'm not saying anything bad about it, but make sure everyone knows that, right? So those people that are striving for Kenobi shards can look elsewhere if they feel they have to, if that's not what the guild is for them. Yep. But on the other side to that, when you set your goals, you have to have the people in place to meet those goals, right? And that's one of the hardest parts with managing a guild is you make all these friendships, but if your goals are here and you got a guy down here that plays, does his dailies two out of three days and doesn't do anything the other day or, you know, and you're trying to beat heroic, that's probably not going to be the best situation, right? And finding a way to... Move on from that person or, you know, just encourage them to work the way you want the guild to work is is one of the harder things to do. So once you make those goals, you have to find the people that are fitting and willing to work towards those goals and the ones that aren't. I don't know. It's that's the hard part. But you got to find a way to either encourage them to work towards towards the guild's uh, goals with yep. you or you know there are tons of guilds out there and I'm going to be honest there's there's a the type of guild every person wants out there yep and all you got to do is find it so don't feel terrible if someone doesn't want to meet the guild's goals that you've set because kicking them out won't be the end of the world for them and I say kicking out like just straight up booting them. Talk to them. Tell them what's going on. Let them know. Make it amicable. Fine. If they want to make a scene about it, then it's much easier to kick them out. But just let them know this is why it's happening. These are where you can find other guilds, and you will find one that fits you. But you want to have the people moving into your guild that are looking to do the same things you are. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So... So, something else I think is helpful on the heroic tank raid. This is something we did is, you know, after as officers, um, you know, when a phase is cleared, go see. We actually tracked, you know, damage amounts and who was doing what damage in each phase. Like we'd have a break between phases so we could check that and figure out who's contributing. Because like you said, you're doing it every few weeks. So I assume there's an announcement. People know ahead of time, um, understand things come up, you know. So if an active member, you know, is sick or whatever and can't do it, that happens. But whenever you're attempting these, you should be getting full participation and everyone's best effort to see where you're at. And if you're not getting that out of people, and then they clearly don't have the same goals as you, and you may need to, you know, look for a replacement. Yep, absolutely. Our first our first clear of the tank took probably let's say forty hours of the forty-eight. And in that forty-eight, I think there were three people that didn't even go in and fight. Yep. So we have a sister guild, a guild owned by a friend, and they're more uh, casual than we are, so it was pretty easy for us to say, you know, hey, we're sending you guys to this other guild because they 
seem to meet your timing and your goals better than what we're trying to go for. And it's more beneficial to everyone here working hard for 40 hours to, to clear this raid, to get more people in here to put more damage out and lessen the load for everyone else, you know, so. And it's not fair if you got people, you know, spending their, you know, farming energy and everything on stuff so that y'all can help complete the raid. And then you have other people not doing that and just trying to, you know, um, piggyback, piggyback. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's say kind of, an example of our guild. When we opened, we set up the guild. I started recruiting when they announced guilds, and we kind of formed before they were put out and then just invited everyone in. But I kind of put out from the very beginning that we were, we weren't, we were, I had listed it as hardcore casuals, right? So we're not people that were trying to be the first at everything to, you know, if you don't have all 600 every single day, you're gone. You know, we understand that life happens mm-hmm. and, you know, no one's going to beat you up for that. But we're also not completely casual, whereas we don't care and we don't have goals and we're not going to worry about meeting them in a timely fashion. So everyone kind of just knew what kind of guild it was. And once yeah. we filled, we worked towards Heroic Rancor. We got there. We beat it. When we felt we were ready for Heroic Tank, we tried it, we lost, we stepped back, took another month, ready, went in there again, and then beat it. So we knew what we were, we knew what we wanted to be, and we knew what kind of people we wanted. That's why I was trying to say from the top here that setting your goals is important. And getting those people in there, that'll do it. Because 23,000 to 25,000 in guild coins it's kind of a slap to the face. Maybe that's too harsh of words, but it's, it's it's not fair to the people that get that 600 every single day and don't get to raid as often as people that do the same in other guilds because there's, let's say, 15 people at the bottom that get 120 coins every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's hard to... If they talk, if you're friends, it's kind of hard to move on from that, but... If you want to meet your goals, then you're going to have to figure out if it's worth it to keep those friendships and keep struggling or, you know, let them know that there's a guild out there for them and find the people that fit in your own, you know. Yep. So, but one thing I want to mention, I don't consider it a dictatorship to ask people to farm certain characters or work towards a guild goal. I'd say if you were pushy about it, then yeah, probably. But if you express to the, everyone, like, hey, we're trying to do this as a guild. This is the best way to do it. These are the best characters to do it. If you farm them, we as a guild have the best chance to beat this. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's being a dictator. I think that's planning and, you know, letting everyone know that, hey, we want to do this. This is the only way to do it. Yep. You know, so. And something else is if, you, like I said, if there's a phase that you're not having trouble with, um, you know, don't have people farm characters for that phase, you know, have people start working on characters for whatever the issue is. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so you don't need to be working on a team for every single phase when you're trying to beat it. Uh, once you're on farm status, you know, you can kind of do what you want, but up until that point, you know, just, 
kind of make sure everybody's working on a character or two for a specific phase that they're best set up to beat um, that'll help the guild the most. Yeah, because as an example, that point, it only took us 26 people to beat phase one. And immediately after that first heroic, we told everyone, hey, you know, you want to work on Jedi's fine, but if you're doing that, it's not the best use of resources to help us build beat this raid because we know we can beat that pretty handedly. Yep. So people started working on Chirpa, and we had a pretty good idea that Palpatine was coming back, so we knew that he'd be there, and we knew that if we had three more tanks, we'd get some Chirpa teams, or people were working on TIE fighter pilots just yep. so we could beat phase three and we knew that was the weakness and once that happened and we went into the next raid phase three was just obliterated because we were totally ready for it you know exactly so so basically the breakdown just to, to answer your question mike set guild goals find out who's willing to follow them and if the guild as a whole thinks they are good and realistic you know if the if the guild as a whole if you set these goals and most of the people, even the hardcore ones, don't like them, then maybe that's just the way your guild is. And maybe you are the one that has a guild that's better fit for you. But weed out those that would be more comfortable in a guild where their own goals meet the guilds if they don't meet the ones that you as the officers set. Mm-hmm. Suggest team comps and ideas from help from the outside on what teams work best in the raid and encourage people to farm them sooner rather than later to prepare. Every character that's waited to be farmed pushes back your unlock on Kenobi. I want to jump off that point real quick and Mm -hmm. say, uh, you know, something else that we did is we looked at the people that were scoring highest in each phase and asked them to basically do a rundown of the strategy on beating that phase, what characters work well in that phase, and how they work together in that phase. And so we had people, you know, do a write-up on each phase, basically, to kind of give us a general strategy. That way, people kind of have an idea of the optimal way to do it and the best characters for it. And that, yeah. that really helped a ton. Yeah, it comes back to communication. You know, you're talking about Discord or Line, having a way outside of the game to spread information and knowledge. If you have people doing really well, if they share that with everyone else, there's a pretty good chance that those people's scores will improve. Yep. You know? So the last part I had for you is be diplomatic, don't be a dick. This is a big thing for officers and guilds and a lot of big thing that pushes people away right be empathetic of other people and their feelings yeah no sound like a therapist but (laughs) if you're empathetic when you bring up these goals and suggestions it can make it much more likely to be well received you know if you're just like you if you are going at it like a dictator it's not going to be real well received right but if you are doing it in a we can do this you know this is what we need to do to do this and you know check up on people and see hey how are you coming along with this you know that can be much better than you know just flat out saying if you're not doing this you're going you know yep so well mike i hope you can get back to us on how things go in a couple weeks and how your guild's doing we'd really like to know so yeah really appreciate it 
hopefully some of our tips were actually useful and uh, that you got something out of it. Because, um, you know, there's a thousand different ways to manage your guild. Um, so, the ba- I mean, the biggest thing is just communication. Communication and good rules. And yep, making sure everyone's definitely. on the same page. So, Absolutely. Well, I think that pretty much covers it for this week. So I want to point out that we are still waiting for an answer for the trivia question for the $10 gift card. But uh, what do you think? Bump it up to 20? Uh, yeah, okay. So um, we actually have what the two iTunes store gift cards. $10. So we have $20 in iTunes gift cards. What I think we're going to do is we'll give until the next podcast. Mm-hmm. If somebody can answer the question as far as who the two podcast guests are and what episodes they appeared in, uh, you'll get those. If not, we will come back next week with um, a new question or two and go from there. Sounds good. I'll tweet that question. No, I won't tweet the question. I'll tweet that it's at the end of our podcast again so okay. people can listen. Perfect. But, yep. So if we don't hear from you this week, we'll uh, see what happens. But uh, as far as it goes for us, thanks for listening and uh, we look forward to hearing from you guys this week and thanks for listening and I have to add this in go Packers Boo. <laughs> later thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast happy gaming and may the force be with you